0: You are listening to the Curtis King Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Curtis King Podcast. If this is your first time listening and uh, watching, either on YouTube or listening to the distributor of your choice, I want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast is, of course, powered by and sponsored by our good friends over at DistroKid. If those of you that are music producers and or creatives or artists come to my podcast for our usual brand of escapism, our usual brand of music marketing, and 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 I guess it still would be, I guess, in, to some degree, mental wellness branding. Uh, today may not be your favorite episode, but today is a necessary episode. <laughs> uh, over the past few weeks, and uh, really, I guess, in between the last time I've had a podcast episode, there has been um, a lot of chaos outside. It's been a lot of stuff going on and the way that I approach speaking about the chaos. Because I feel like when something crazy like what has happened, um, the, the murdering, let's just call it what it is, of George Floyd. When something like that happens. As a black male. You immediately. Put yourself in that position. Not knowing the circumstances, not understanding everything that circulated or led up to inevitably that happening, but you put yourself in that situation. And then you think about your son or your children also being put in that situation and uh, how you would feel as a surviving member or a family member or how you would feel really being in those shoes and with something that becomes that personal to you when you view it there and you have, and really it comes from a place of empathy. You're very careful. At least I'm very careful about what I say on the internet, because I understand that in these divisive times, which, you know, they're just more, Exposure to the divisiveness. I feel like they've always been divisive, Um, but people are now seeing it because a lot of this, a lot of people's hate and or opinions about other people are very, very clear. They're making it very clear now in those times. I would genuinely keep my feelings to myself. I don't think that it's anybody else's business how I feel about it. I don't think that it is anybody's responsibility to hear from Curtis King, Dave Chappelle made the joke one time. He was like with Deere nine eleven, um, how these media companies, as as ridiculous as they can be, you know, rush to see what celebrity um, reactions are all about. And he said, you know, oh, 9-11 just happened. Let's go see. We have to see what Ja Rule's thinking right now, like no human being, no regular. Nine to five blue collar Joe Schmo is thinking about, wonder what Ja Rule thinks about this. And I for sure know damn well they don't care about what Curtis King has to think about, but it's not about just who will care if I say something. For me, it's about I need to digest what is going on so that I don't say something that I will inevitably regret. Or that will bring a problem for a temporary filling, uh, a temporary moment of aggression, a temporary moment of reaction. You know, I stand by the statement or the quote that um, winners anticipate and losers react. And I feel like it puts me in a losing situation when I immediately react, especially to people who I know are also reacting. And that's not a shot to anybody right now who's reacting in anger, who's looting, who's rioting, who's peacefully protesting. It's none of my business. It's none of my business what another human being is out there doing. At the end of the day, you have to do what you feel like. Represents you best, especially when you feel like your voice is not being heard. When you don't have the luxury that you and I have of music and being able to express ourselves and put these emotions into our art form. What happens with other people? When they're not they don't have FL studio to open up, they don't have a to open up, they don't have things that they want to escape to when they can't escape who they see in the mirror when they can't escape the idea or they can't escape the thoughts that they are already hated before they even open up their mouths because of the skin, the, the color of the skin. Um, that's a heavy burden for anybody to carry. Right. And it's impossible to understand what that feels like With that anxiety feels like I remember the first time and I talked about it in this podcast before the first time I moved out to the area that I'm in now where I am more the minority than I've ever been as a black male. And obviously I'm of 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 uh, mixed race. But I identify myself as a black male. And coming out here, there were uh, a lot more white folks than there was black folks. And um, when I came out here, it was a little bit uncomfortable because I I didn't know if they had their preconceptions of who I am or had their ideas of who I am already made up when we moved in. Like, okay, oh, damn, the the black folks are moving in. What are they going to be all about? That it put me in a place of hypersensitivity. To not be the stereotype. Right. To not be whatever stereotype they can think of. Right. We were we were um, supremely, supremely respectful. We acknowledged people. We said hello. A lot of them didn't say hello back. And so it put me in a place where I was like, I don't know if there's the right thing to do to move out of here. But we're here. Got to make the most of it. Remember going to the grocery store and then. You know, you really get to get an idea about what area you are going to the grocery store and also by. Coming in contact with the police and seeing how, you know, because they they one thing I understand, that's another reason why I don't rush to saying something is because, you know, I know there's certain folks that look like me or to call me a stereotype or call me a a sellout for saying this. But I know that not every police officer is bad. I don't know every police officer is out here to use to, to hide behind a badge to murder people. I know that's not the case. Um, I know some that I went to high school with, right, that are trying to make sense of when I do decide to speak up or do decide to share content, they're trying to make sense of it. They're like, you know, what about, what about our rapport? What about our friendship? And so I got to take these things into consideration, but at the same time, I cannot stop the heightened anxiety I get seeing a police car pass by. I've, I've dealt with it. I've dealt with being profiled. I've dealt with um, people making assumptions about where, where I'm going or where I'm coming from. Um, I've dealt with police officers in front of a home. When I used to live in Carson, California, they, they would pull up to the front of the house that I stayed at. I lived at. Shine their light inside the car as I'm getting out of the car, coming home from a long day of Quiznos work with my uniform on, mind you. Shine a light inside the car and. Um, tell me to t- take my window down and. Thinking about that now, just the simple act of putting my window down is a dangerous thing to do if you're moving around and it's at the dark and I can't see your hands and they have every justifiable reason in their book to shoot your ass. And so I put my window down and I, asked, I said, how can I help you, sir? And I said, what are you doing out here? Well, sir, I live at that house right there. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll get in the house. How I react in that situation. Little did I know especially because it was before a lot of this stuff started becoming uh, filmed and a lot of this stuff was uh, documented in terms of how on edge a lot of officers can be. Um, could have been a ma- matter of life and death. Right. So I don't want to make this about me, but I do want to make sure that we get real ugly, not even ugly. We just get real. We just need to talk. Um, because I know that my audience is made up of more than just people that look like me. I know there's people of all races all around the world, but you got to see the shit that's going on. You got to see what's going on. You cannot escape from this. You have to see what's going on. And I don't I'm not. Here's one thing I need I think needs to be said, and especially from the the perspective of somebody that is a uh, quote unquote YouTuber or whatever, because I think a lot of. YouTubers understand this concept and it's the reason why a lot of black YouTubers stay silent during these times because they don't want to offend anybody I don't believe that you need to say something on our behalf I don't think black anger looks the same for every single black person I think that that's delusional black anger doesn't look the same same way that black happiness doesn't look the same and so I don't think that Y'all need to speak up to show me that you're down with the movement. I don't believe that. I think that that's bullshit. I think that if you need to be peer pressured. To check on your friends, to say something publicly, if you need to be pressured, that's the wrong energy. That's not genuine. To me, that's like me being in a relationship with somebody that I just started dating the first three weeks. And I tell them, tell me you love me. Tell me you love me. Say you love me. Say it. No, say it. Tell everybody out here that you love me. That's not real love. And so that's not an excuse. Not that's not an excuse to me to ignore what's going on. Because if you can't look just from a human aspect, just a human decency aspect. What happened to that man, George Floyd, with that knee on his neck in broad daylight? Saying it out loud, just like Eric Gardner was saying that I cannot breathe. If you can't look at that shit. Take your politics out of it and say that's dead ass wrong. That's some self-examination that you're going to have to do. And it's another part of the reason why I don't we're going to talk about that. Why I don't feel like forcing people to say something is the most wise decision. But aside from the heinous act that is there. There's been something that's been on my mind and it semi explains when you guys saw me have what I now know was a a breakdown before I decided to get off of YouTube. Right. Um, I made a video called Gold. And in that video, I made reference to uh, an African king. And in that video, I made reference to the importance of culture um, and a bunch of things that. Some folks in my audience, who happen to not value culture or value what I was talking about, or value what my racial makeup is—me being a black um, man—through some racial epithet or whatever you ever you say it. Some they say some racist shit. Um, they threw out some crazy stuff that I kept seeing on a regular basis. And it just pushed me to a boiling point to say something. Cause I felt like people were way too comfortable. And on top of that, I could tell a lot of them too were kids. And you had to learn that behavior from somewhere. And I'm sure this video too, will get it. But you, you're meeting a different Curtis King. You're meeting a different Curtis. So say what you need to say. But what I noticed back then Cause I was on, I was, I was hypersensitive to, to racism. I was hypersensitive to what people meant when I was attending my gym around the same time and I was getting, hitting the treadmill. I noticed that when all of these things happen, when things like what happened to, uh, to, to, to George Floyd that have happened before, I mentioned Eric Gardner to the multitudes of, of 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 black folks that this has happened to my folks that this has happened to is captured on camera. There's a. There's a line, there's a thin line. Between giving it exposure and awareness and a thin line between this shit becoming murder porn for people. And I have to, I cannot ignore the fact that these videos that are showing bloody, like Philando, that that are showing black faces bruised and bloodied and drenched in their own blood, begging for their lives. I have to believe that somebody is looking at this. And is excited about it getting shared as much as it's being shared because it's not just being shared on social media It's being shared between the media It's being shared between news stations, top of the hour, bottom of the hour. It's being stretched out to the point where people are interviewing people who were there for the first few minutes and weren't there at the last few minutes of what happened with George Floyd. It just stretches and stretches and stretches. And all I can think about this is just me as a human being. The family, if they are trying to get some kind of information or clarity or some kind of escape, they can't even turn the television on because all they're going to see is somebody that they love on repeat. Having their last moments be replayed and talked about and debated about over and over and over and over and over and over over again, even by people who are sympathizers. People who are supposedly on their side and want to see justice play this over and over and over and over again. I cannot imagine if that was my uncle or that was my brother or that was, you know, somebody that I love dearly to have that played over and over again. At some point, this becomes murder porn and some people are very excited to have you be outraged and share the actual visual, video of it happening. And I know that the people who are sharing don't know this. I know that they don't look at it like that. Um, but somebody's benefiting with this visually being going on there. And so the the the, the example I was gonna give earlier was that I was in a gym and all the TVs are on mute. And mind you, um it ranged from Fox News to CNN to Doctor Field to all these different TV stations, right? Every single one of them had some version of a bloodied and bruised black face that I didn't even have to listen to what they were talking about to know what what they were talking about. And as I'm sitting in there and I'm on a treadmill and I'm and I'm running and I'm looking at other folks around me that don't look like me that are of different races, they're looking at this. They're normalizing this. I'm to a certain degree normalizing this. Oh, it's another one of my folks that I didn't got. Abused by by those in authority. Another one, another one. And like it becomes such a normal thing. You got to think that at some point this feels like a marketing campaign. Not the actual act of it, maybe somebody could argue that, but the fact that people are repeatedly showing this over and over and over again. There are probably thousands of photos that make up the life of George Floyd. I've seen one that people have been sharing and creating art for and putting them in a, in a positive light. But I've seen the video a lot more than I've seen those photos. It starts to feel like somewhat of a marketing campaign, and it's something I want to share with you that made me. Understand that I'm not alone in feeling like this because I felt like, am I being selfish by by? um being worried about this being a marketing campaign. And then I heard um, Saigon. A legendary New York MC, say something, he said. Let me see, Let me actually open this up right now. I may need to stay off of social media for a while. The image of George Floyd, George Floyd being killed with a knee on his neck is disturbing to me. I believe they want us to share these images almost like they would they would Gather around and take pictures when one of us got lynched and it would end up on the front page of a newspaper. You can subliminally seduce people to instill fear or whatever kind of reaction you want to get from them. So I saw that and that's not the full statement. You can go to his 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 uh, his Instagram and read the full statement. But when I saw that, I was like, that's exactly what I'm getting at. That's exactly what I'm feeling, because that's the that's, that's long term. People are protesting now. There's going to come a time when the National Guard gets involved and they already are getting involved. People are going to think about their well-being and their future. And I don't want to say they're going to go back to to, to normal life, but a lot of people are going to go back to normal life and wait till the next time this happens. And then it blows up even even more than it did before. Uh, we're not even in election season, which I can only imagine what we're getting ready to see then. But. That's something that that has had has wrapped around my focus because it's it's one of the scariest aspect of this all is that my son will grow up and um, see these things. And it'll be his new norm. From a young age, how do I explain that? How do I explain that? How do I explain that? And then also tell him that he's a king. Also tell him that 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 he has power. Also tell him that. There are people who who feel this way about you. But, it it, you know, how do I do that? I continue to do it anyways. I have to do it. He has to walk out of his household as an adult and understand the king that he is and understand the, the heritage in which he comes from. Understand the power, the powerful people who have also shared his same background in the same way that other races do that same thing. Right? You want to see powerful examples of who you are so that you know that your potential is unlimited. But marketing is strong. And marketing is as much good as it can do to get your music out there and be heard. Marketing is also a manipulation tool. The word manipulation in itself, although most people associate that with negativity, um, there's three ways to look at manipulation, one of them being that it's 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 shitty. It's it is trying to control people into doing what you want them to do. Another side of it is that manipulation is. A means to an end, a positive end for something to happen, for instance, if I want my son to take medicine and he knows it's nasty. He doesn't want to have it. But I tell him, I'll give you a I'll give you a candy if you take this medicine, then he'll take the medicine that is good for him. And then he'll get his candy. That's a form of manipulation. And so. When it's a marketing campaign going the way I feel like it is right now, that involves black faces. Um, involves not even just black faces, but minority faces being victims. Um, there's longstanding, there's longstanding effects of that. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't know what year, but I made a commitment to never, ever feeling like a victim. Don't feel strong. Don't feel like I can change anything. Being a victim. If I always feel like I got to wait on somebody else to save me or wait on somebody else to come and change things before I change things, I always feel like I'm waiting on somebody else and I don't like waiting on somebody else. I don't like it. I don't feel, I don't like feeling powerless. I don't like feeling like I'm, I'm disadvantaged. Even if that's the circumstances, I don't want to feel like that. I want to feel like I got as much fighting chance as anybody else. And then whatever shortcomings occur, I just got more work to do. That's just my mentality. And it has produced more positive than it has produced more negative. Call me delusion if you want to, but that's just what it is. Let me take a second, though. Let's take a break. Let's get to... uh word for my friends, a distro kid, and I'll be back in a second. Music producers, something I talk about pretty frequently is the necessity of having multiple streams of revenue as an independent music producer. Not only for when you're actually producing, but what about those days after you stop producing? You gotta make sure that you have streams of revenue that are gonna live on even further than your current career. That being said, one stream of revenue that I think gets often overlooked is music distribution, aka streaming. Getting your music on Apple Music, getting your music on Spotify, etc. etc. Now, the number one spot that I go to to make sure that I distribute my music properly and ensure that I get my music to every store possible is DistroKid at DistroKid.com I know you've heard me speak about it multiple times on my YouTube channel, but I gotta tell you, there's a reason why it's the number one that I go to For $19.99 per year I can upload an unlimited amount of music throughout the year. As producers, you know we make an abnormal amount of music in comparison to songs that get created, so it's important that you use this as a consistent stream of income If you'd like to sign up to DistroKid today and get your music to every major distributor go to distrokid.com forward slash vip forward slash curtis king to get seven percent off okay thank you to our good friends at distro kid for that word that being said let's go ahead and not uh, end this out because uh I, I don't i don't plan on making multiple content on this I, I just need to get this off my chest this is my podcast i can say whatever the hell i want to say i can express what i want to say and um this is something that that You cannot just internalize. I can't personally internalize. You can do whatever you want. I cannot internalize and just let it. You know, let the smoke clear and then come back and smile in your face, knowing damn well, not only am I in pain, but there's multitudes of you out there that are in pain. There are people who are sympathizers who don't understand exactly what's going on that are um, that once again are sympathizing with folks that look like me. And uh, some of them. Have the words. Some of them go straight to social media and they're ready to share this. There's their solidarity. They're ready to share, um, you know, how much they're angered by the situation and the circumstances. And then there's some of you out there that don't know what to say at all. You probably won't even leave a comment on this video because you you don't know what to say. You don't want to say the wrong things. And I understand it. I understand it. And I and, and I think that it is a lot of influencers and 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 and, uh celebrities that are exposing the hell out of their cells right now and that they are putting a bunch of you on the front line to say something and you're not ready to say something you have not thought your thoughts through and not that there should be a debate of Whether what what occurred on video was wrong, because any human being killing another human being in that manner is wrong. Um, Whether you believe it was racially motivated or not, I mean, I think it's obvious, but. There are people who are sympathizers that don't want to say the wrong thing because they know that every single one of their words are under a microscope. I know right now for a fact, social media timelines are on fire. And if they're not on fire, there's a bunch of dines that are ready to be tens. It's a bunch of people with matches like this, with matches, waiting to be lit, waiting for you to light them, waiting for somebody that looks like that officer that took George Floyd's life to light them. They're waiting or they waiting on you and you may have great positive intentions. And uh, people are waiting to show you how your positive intentions don't matter. They're waiting to show you how much anger they're filled with they're waiting for you just to say something just so they can get at you and some of them they don't even want to say anything to get at you because of the circumstances they just don't like you and this is a perfect opportunity for them to let off and uh you to become on the defense mode so for my friends out there that i know that are sympathizers that that um, are different races i i'm i'm going to be the one black perspective who represents myself that says I don't think you need to say anything, especially if you don't. If you feel like what you're saying right now is going to be more problematic, because I for sure in the hell felt like the, within the first few days of everything going on with the protest, I, I felt like I was going to say some problematic shit. And um, mostly, uh, mostly the stuff that I was going to be saying was was destructive. The stuff that I was going to be saying is uh, things that I know have no long term energy. I'm going to turn this music down. I don't care. Not cutting me off. I got things to say. Um, I know that what I was saying was going to be creating more, more issues than solving them. And so I, I I elected to not say anything, but then I started seeing folks out here that, that were really putting the pressure on folks to say something. And I'm just like, you don't want to pressure people to say the, say something because then you want them to expose their ignorance and then when they expose their ignorance, you get mad about that, and you go at them for that. And it's like you—they sh- were better off not saying anything at all. Let them gather their thoughts. Because I know for damn sure, I don't have all my thoughts together. Watching all of this stuff go down, I don't have my thoughts together. And am I immediately supposed to have an opinion every time something happens like this? I got—I got to look at the situation and, and and see it from a from from a wide angle, not the people who are on the Internet for the sake of stroking anger and, and and figuring out how to light things up and how to burn everything down. Like some folks, that's just their mentality. And it's not just anything when it's race related. It's just with everything. They have destructive personalities. And so I try not to to be influenced by those who are so destructive personally that they're waiting to put that energy somewhere else. And so I try to look at the situation and See, how how do I feel and not be influenced by anybody else? How do I feel in this situation? And then I act accordingly. And so just you know I'm I'm uh, for, for those that are that are influential in this community, this producer community. I'm not the one to be looking for you to say something for some of you it's probably better. You don't say anything because um, it's a bunch of nines ready to be tens and they're ready to be tens on your ass. And so, um, you know, I think it's important that you still do check on your friends that look like me, whether it be personal, whether it be a phone call, a phone call will make a world of difference. Just to check, man, how you doing in this time, brother? Like I know this shit is crazy right now. I can't I can't tell you I understand how you feel, but damn it, I know that's wrong what I've seen. And I just want to check on you. I think that goes a long way. The last thing I want to say before we get up out of here, um, because I know it's a bit of a different episode and I know there's probably some people out there who are like, I didn't come here for this. I don't give a fuck what you came here for. I'm going to get this off and say what I got to say. Um, Be safe, please. If you're going out there and you're protesting and doing whatever you do out there, be safe, because what cannot be ignored is the fact that there's still an invisible enemy that affects all of us in this in this virus. There's still an invisible enemy that's out here and he's looking for anything, anybody to be attached to looking for anything to be attached to. It's not biased. That's the one thing that is, uh, of equal rights is this virus. And it will for sure come get your ass and anybody else's ass that's standing in close proximity. So please be careful out there, you know, uh, do your best to abide by, you know, um, Whatever the the regulations are, because the whole point of this is not um, at least to me, it's not anarchy, right? It, it's It's not to show the people that that already have have um, opinions or stereotypes in their mind or pre-biases about who you are. It's not about showing them that's who you are, right That's not the, that's not the goal of this because that's only going to make more things like that happen. Because then they're going to associate you with the same destruction as other people. I don't think that's necessarily the goal, especially when I see people peaceful protesting. I know that they want justice. They want to change. They don't want to see these folks get off after seeing something like that. And at the same time, though, for all of these celebrities and folks that are pressuring y'all to get out and do this, you should do this. Be careful. Because they don't have to deal with the consequences. I seen um, you know, Gary V who I, 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 I highly respect. I highly respect. But something that he said, um, and and this this is this is, you know, what happens when you are human being. When you're a human being, you're gonna say things and everything's not gonna resonate, even with folks that do support what you say. But he said something that I didn't necessarily agree with. I didn't like. Um, You know, what are your grandkids going to think like what, what they're going to ask you one day? What were you what were you doing at that point in time? And it's going to be documented and you can't just stay quiet. You can't stay quiet. And I think about that. And I'm like. You bet. Here's my what I, my response to that is with your grandkids, what my grandkids would say, you better make sure your ass is around to have that conversation with them. Because putting people out there. When you have no intentions to be out there on the front line, having this tear gas thrown at you, these rubber bullets and some real bullets. Seen a dude, old dude, get out of his car with a fucking bow and arrow shooting at protesters. I seen cars ramming groups of people. There's going to be casualties in this. Those folks are not going to be able to talk to their grandkids. Somebody else got to tell their story. You may see honor in that. And, and, and I do see a certain amount of honor in fight. I do see honor in fighting for what you believe in. But at the same time, come home to the people that need you. Come home. Be safe. Most of all, don't bring that virus back home to the folks that maybe in your household don't necessarily a thousand percent agree. Why do they have to be affected by your decisions? So be safe, man. Be safe. Be safe. I say that with all the compassion that I could give you in empathy. Be safe. I know folks are angry. I'm angry and we're all showing it in different ways. But at the end of the day, come back home. Make sure you make it back home to the people that need you. Because that strength that you're displaying out there, that strength is needed back at home for sure. Right. And if it's just you, you never know if you're going to have kids one day. Maybe you don't have kids. You're gonna, you might have kids one day. They're going to need that strength as well. They're going to need you to, to to teach them what you were taught that uh, made you such a warrior, that made you somebody that is so um, that has so much endurance and so much strength. I think that we need more folks like that. To be an example. But uh, outside of that. We'll get back to some normally scheduled programming uh, next week, but I had to make sure that I dedicated an episode to this. This episode is for sure in honor of George Floyd. Um, if you would like to put your money where your mouth is, if you would like to donate to the George Floyd Foundation or the uh, the 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 memory of, um, I'll have a link in the description of how to support his family in this, in this, in this time, this very challenging time that I'm sure it is for them. Uh, Memorial, excuse me, not foundation Memorial. I have a link in the description for you to go ahead and do that. I, you know, I appreciate all of you that do show up and say something. I appreciate you who are like, this is not the time. I'm going to stay silent on this one. Respect. At the end of the day, we just got to make sure that, um, those that you say you love, You show a little empathy for try to try your best to understand what that is. And uh, if you don't feel moved to say anything right now, don't, 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 don't. But when you get that feeling, just make me a promise. When you get that feeling and you feel like you've gathered the words, say it, say it, then deal with the consequences after because it's going to be consequences. It's a bunch of nines looking to be, become tens. Be brave. Be bold in what you're saying. That's the end of the Curtis King podcast. Thank you for watching. I'm not even going to ask you guys to like anything or like this video. I want you to do whatever you feel moved to do. In this life, you will not be full of life until you decide to live life to its fullest. Once again, this is Curtis King of SlapExperts.com. Have a good one.